Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and if you're listening to this, to go to bed, good night. Welcome back to the So Smooth Podcast. I am your host, May So Smooth. You know the deal, you know what it is, never the one, never the last, you feel me? Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is episode five. You know, everybody loves a little even number every now and then. Uh, episode five of the podcast, we've, it's crazy, it's kind of weird to think that it's already been five weeks, like, since it came out. Cause like I record like I record a lot of stuff ahead, so now it's like when I record this, this is like probably one of my more uh, recent episodes. And today's a little bit different. We actually doing a Q and A. I asked uh, some people on my Instagram if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Meso Smooth. The same thing as my uh, title, pod, like host title, whatever. Anyway. I asked um, people on my Instagram to ask me questions about what they want to hear my perspective on. So episode five is just going to be a Q&A. And I'm thankful because I didn't have anything to talk about this week. So <laughs> I was I was thankful for that. Uh, but y'all know the deal. First off, first come, first serve. We about to do the verse of the week. Uh, this one is James 5, uh, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That is actually the daily verse of today. And when I tell you, like, it, like, I feel like a lot of times in my own walk with Christ, I really can underestimate the power of prayer and the power of putting out in the open what I deal with, what I struggle with, what I, you know, if I did something, you know, uh, wrong, the power of confession and the power of prayer is beyond like comprehensible. That's why I feel like I can underestimate it so easily because I don't fully understand or some or sometimes forget, excuse me, I sometimes forget how powerful prayer is. Like seriously. Everybody knows like that one prayer. Uh it can be like if you're trying to like decide with something like, Lord, if it's not for me, take it out of my life. And if he, and then when he takes it out of your life, you like, man, come on, like you had to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like prayer is so real. When you ask God, when you ask him, when you tell him what you need, God will provide. It may not be in your time, but it's gonna be in his time, most definitely. So yeah, we're about to jump into the questions real quick. And uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I feel like I got I got a lot of good stuff though. I ain't even gonna cap. I got a lot of good stuff. So question one, um, I'm not going to do no names. I'm just going, you know, what you call it? Look at the questions. Uh, biggest strength and weakness. Did it change once you graduated college? Um, my biggest strength is definitely my kindness uh, and my heart because uh, it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, I do think my biggest strength is my like my my ability to forgive. Uh, cause I'm not perfect myself and, you know, I always appreciate when someone can forgive me for any ill or wrong I did to them. And, uh, and it's, it's not even just because, you know, to be like Christ, you know, we need to forgive and learn and not just forgive, learn to forgive and let go. Cause just saying, you know, I forgive you, you can still hold on to that. It's learning to let go, which is like the real challenge. So I would say like my heart, just like my forgiveness, my kindness, uh, my biggest weakness, uh, it would definitely have to be sometimes my impatience. Like, I don't know if it's a biggest weakness, uh, but sometimes I can just feel like things need to happen like right now. Uh, 
and then they don't. <laughs> like, you know, or or if I jump too fast, it just it just doesn't work out for me. So I, that's one of my weaknesses. Like I I have other things. Like sometimes I I think too far ahead, and it's different stuff. Like it's it's different thing that go into it. Like I I would have to do like a real a real deep dive. Um, I just don't know if I have enough time for that. Um, we now have best advice for a new Christian. Um, I want to be generic and say read your Bible, but it's not really generic when it's the truth. Uh, best advice most definitely would be to figure out why you chose to follow God. Figure out your why, because in the times when you start to doubt following God, you're going to remember that why. And it's going to encourage you even more to follow through. Uh, that's probably would be a one point of advice. Uh, second best advice is to try to find at least two, two people who believe in Christ the same as you. They, I'm not saying like, oh, you got to go out there and find a pastor and be friends with them. Like just find two people who, who want to follow Christ because nobody's perfect. Like don't look for someone who sets like the best, the 100% perfect example because that's not possible. Find two people who, who believe in Christ and hang out with them. Talk to them. Encourage dialogue about faith, about living correct, about serving God. Find anything you can to continue the conversation of expanding upon your newfound uh, your newfound religion, your newfound cause, your newfound purpose. So I will say my best advice would be to find Two people, as well as also know your why for following Christ, because the church, the, you know, the outreach, the discipleship, all that comes in time. But if you don't have that community and if you don't have that why, it's going to be hard to keep going later on in life. Next question is opinion on introverted people. I have a lot of introverted people that I know, and I have a lot of introverted people that are my friends. So you have to really, okay, you have to really understand that they are not going to be the same outside expressionable. If that word is expressionable a word, but you know, out, they're not going to have that same outside presence as you if you are an extrovert or kind of like in the middle where it's like some things you're introverted about, but you're mostly extroverted, whatever. They're not going to have the same like response, like if you're over here, let's say like a new song come out, and you're like, yo, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. And it's like, they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. But you're over here like enthusiastic, you're turned, like, bro, this song, like, this is a banger. And they be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like that calm, mellow, you're like, you don't even care for it when that's not the truth. It's just that outward expression, it's not there. Like, I think if you understand that introverted people have the same emotions, Sometimes the same thoughts, the same motives, the same love for the things you like, they just don't outwardly express it. And then another thing, too, not all introverted people are like, you know, cave people. And I mean, cave people, what is it? Uh, Turtles? Yeah, turtles. Like, just because they want to be inside doesn't mean they don't go outside like they just prefer to be inside introverted people have company in themselves like they they want and it and they're for outside connections but if they only have two or three friends a lot of introverted people 
can live their life with two or three friends. Like they don't need everybody in the world hanging out with them. So I would say that you need to be, you need to come to understand if you have introverted friends or introverted or like if someone you're interested in, like in a romantic sense, is introverted, be able to understand and learn that how they express themselves, it's not it's not that something is 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 not reciprocated. It just might not be reciprocated the way you want it to be reciprocated. Like how some people in different romantic relationships, they want somebody all over them. But they're interested in someone who's kind of reserved. They don't really do physical contact. Okay. Is that going to be a deal breaker for you? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to understand the people you're around because when you respect them, some introverted people are honestly willing to open up and kind of like, be more interactive with people who who respect how they are and it's like okay if they respect me then i can show a little bit more for them like i think that's just how it is um this comes from okay it's right here what's your thoughts on the intent attention span of the world these days i.e youtube shorts facebook tiktok etc um i am definitely a victim of the lowered attention span and i would say from late millennials to like almost entirely gen z almost and a little bit of like the younger children i can really spend about 30 like 30 minutes on you know whatever Whatever app I'm on, whatever whatever game I'm on, whatever TV show I'm watching, I can spend about 30 minutes. And even if it's something I really enjoy, I can still become bored. Now, when it comes to outside, outside the screen, I am a little bit different. I can, I really enjoy watching like nature and like listening to nature. So sometimes I will sit outside and just flat out just listen to the things around me. But when I get really into my phone and really into my devices, I can probably stand outside for like three minutes. And I'm just like, bro, what is this? Like, you know, it's like I used to be able to go outside for hours. And now it's like I'm out there for 10 minutes. Okay, that's cool. I'm going to go back inside. Like, and then when it comes to listening to somebody speak, I am very adamant on being present. So I don't really have an issue of focusing when somebody is talking or paying attention and setting things aside. But even like in church and things like that, like if I, if I get the slightest bit bored after a couple minutes, I'm on my phone, even if it's just to look at the weather app, like just to give myself, I don't know, like a jump start or like a spark instead of just trying to focus on what's in front of me. I think it's even worse with with younger ch- children because they cannot last less than 10 minutes without their screen. And I see it in so many different situations. Like when I've worked with kids in the past, like if they're not doing something physically to move their body, not just being a kid, but if they're not doing something to physically move or stimulate their body, they are going to get bored so fast and ask you, what can I do? Can I play on your phone? Whatever. It is It is so real how... We cannot live off of our devices. Like, I like to take breaks from social media because I can't really take a break from my phone because my family be calling me. But it's like, if I could, 
oh, like, I'm off. <laughs> like, I'm off. I'm off my phone for like at least at least three days. Like, if I really could do that, I'm off my phone for at least three days. Uh, one thing that does keep me there is if there's an emergency. Like, if there's an emergency with like the closer people in my circle. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna feel bad if I'm not there to answer the call. You know what I'm saying? Even though I can't control that, that's just how I think. Like, dang, I might you know I might miss something if somebody calls me. That's why I don't turn off my phone, but I do take a break from like social media and stuff. But yeah, if my thoughts is, I'm going to raise my kids whenever they come to. They're gonna have access to electronics and devices. Yes, but. I'm going to raise my kids up to not be reliant on it. Like, I don't want my uh, phone or whatever, you know, tablet is around at that time to be the babysitter. Like, I would rather me babysit or hire someone I respect and trust to watch my kid and keep them entertained. Like, the device is not going to be the main focus. Like, like. I just don't want to raise my kids to be reliant on it because I wasn't raised that way. I love my video games, but... Besides that, like, I'm not, my parents didn't raise me to be so hooked to where I can't leave my phone alone. Uh, next question is, that was a really good question. Next question is, uh, where do you think you are in your healing journey? And uh, in a sense, like, how have I developed when it comes to, like, processing things or just being able to, you know, like, being able to process things and to understand how how I feel when it when things happen to me or, or whatever, um, I've gotten a lot better. Uh, I can really pinpoint when something is going to be detrimental to me or when it's going to be beneficial for me. Um, I have res- I have definitely been a recipient of pain in the past um, when it comes to you know being let down by you know. Whether it was like a family member or something like that, like, and to any of my family listening, no, I don't know what you did. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I probably have experienced it before, like, just pain from from family. Um, I've definitely experienced like a lot of like romantic pain. Uh, it's and it kind of goes back to uh, my weakness when it comes to you know like you know jumping out too soon, uh, you know being impatient. Because I, I know for a fact I'm a lover boy. Like, I'm definitely the type to, if you text me, like, oh, I'm not having a good day. Within 48 hours, I'm going to either be by your side or communicate with you where it feels like I'm right there with you. Like, I'm very receptive to the emotions of whoever I'm, you know, romantically involved with. And I want to make sure you're straight, like, regardless. Um, but, you know, through that, I've experienced a lot of, of pain. Uh, when it comes to, you know, like I've been I've been ghosted like more times than I like to say um, I've you know, I haven't been taken serious um, and it all came with maturity. Like I'm not saying the whole time, you know, I was this, uh, you know, this bachelor where it's like, oh, I got everything under control. It's just you like I'm not doing nothing wrong. That's not the case. I'm just saying when I have gotten really close with a young lady, it usually just hasn't turned out good in, in different ways. And even I myself, because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm being honest, even I haven't been the best. Like I've I've given others like emotional pain. Like it's I'm not saying I'm the only one that gets hurt. But when it comes to how I how I process stuff now, it's a lot more different because I'm more uh, 
in tune with with when I know I'm going too far or when I know something something is going too far and I can get hurt by it. So like I really try to like catch it before it happens. And a lot of time I don't try to overthink because when I overthink my pain, whatever the cause of it can be like amplified like so much more. So it just comes with maturity. Uh, I think I'm 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 not um, amazing at it, but I am definitely better than I was like in the last like three, four years. And that's just because I just been through a lot of different things. Um, and it's really changed the way I think. Uh, got another thing is where do you see yourself in five years? So right now in five years, I will be working a job. I will also be hopefully, um, I would like to be either looking towards marriage or in a very serious relationship that could lead into marriage. Cause I want to get married before 30. Um, so I just don't want to be that, that parent with my kids growing up where I can't keep up with them. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely want to get married before 30 just to be able to experience life with my kids. Uh, so hopefully I am in a, a serious relationship at that point in time. Um, and living out God's purpose for me. So, yeah, uh, you know, getting money in a relationship as well as living out God's purpose. Like, seriously. Uh, another question. I ain't going to lie. The person who sent these questions in went crazy. But I'm saying, what piece of advice would you tell yourself five years ago? Okay, five years ago, I would tell Mason, do not worry about women. Do not worry about these girls because I can tell you right now, a lot of them are going to hurt. Like, just just literally don't even worry about it. Now, I do feel like a lot of the hurt I experienced and a lot of the mistakes I made when it came to women formed me into the man I am now. I'm just saying I would tell myself to stay away from specific women. Like, that literally brought me no, there was no character development at all during those period of times. That's what I would tell myself. Stay away from the women or specific ones. You know what I'm saying? You need, you, you got to go through some stuff to know what you want and know what you like. You know what I'm saying? Know what you don't like. But I would tell myself, you know, hey, stay away from her. Uh, her. You can be cool with her, but don't go further with her. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what I would tell myself. Uh, do you regret anything? No, I do not. I wish things were different in some cases, but I do not regret anything because uh, you can't change anything that already happened. Um... Oh, the next question is, do you think you should have done anything different? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I've, when it comes to, uh, any mistakes I've made, I try to see them as lessons. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to get up here and, you know, air my dirty laundry out, but <laughs> you know, there's definitely some stuff in my past where it's like, dang, you would, you would have could have done that a lot better. And I even lost, like I lost friendships because of it. Um, or like, because of whatever mistake I made at that time, like I've lost friendships because of mistakes. I've lost opportunities because of mistakes. Um, and I'm not going to get into that, but it's, you know, it's, I've definitely experienced the pain and, and real like crushing defeat. Like, dang, if I had just stopped myself, if I had just said something different, if I had just whatever, uh, it has it definitely, definitely, definitely made me into who I am today. Um, Biggest lesson you've learned this year. Appreciate everything. Um, Because like I mentioned in the first episode, 
uh, I graduated college in two years. So I had to, like, my senior year, I was like, okay, um, I'm done. Like, it was, it was so, it was so surreal. Like, especially, like, especially my last, like, week at school, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I'm done. And I would say just appreciate everything. Like, everything. A friend, like, friends, opportunities, like, whatever. I appreciate everything. Um, next question is new perspectives, new perspectives on the world since you graduated. Um, I don't really have any because I experienced what a small, a small glimpse of what the, the world is like while being in college. Cause I didn't just stay, you know inside the bubble of campus like i you know when i was in college i just did a lot of exploring especially with you know with interacting with newer people going to different you know situations you know exploring more cities like i don't think i have a new perspectives on the world i would if i did have one it would probably be that not everybody is on the same path that's what i would say not everybody's on the same path um this is great. I actually love this question. What's the best advice you've ever received and the best advice you've ever given? Okay, so boom. The best advice I've ever received ever was from my father. Uh, he said, it's not about the mistake you made. It's about how you respond to it, how people will see you for the rest of your life. And at that point in time, I had made like a really bad mistake and I was just crushed. Like I was like, I was down terrible. I'm in the crib, like, bro, like my life, <laughs> like my life is over. Like, you know, when you make a mistake that bad, it's like, yo, I can't come back from this. And my dad was like, it's literally about how you respond, how people will see you for the rest of your life. Like, if you act guilty, even even if you're the one that did it, if you act guilty, if you act shy, if you run away, People are going to see that image of you when you make a mistake. And they're going to be like, yeah, Mason, he not going whatever. Like, he not going to stand up for what he did. And the mistake I made, if anybody asked me about it, yeah, I told them. Obviously, yeah, that was me. I messed up. I can't change what I did. I'm learning from it. I'm growing from it. It sucks that it happened, uh, especially coming from me. But I owned up to it every time I was asked about it because you can't you can't run away from it. Cause then it just it just it puts you in like a cloud of shame, uh, judgment judgment from other people. Like it's it's not about the mistake you made; it's about how you respond to it, how people will see you for the rest of your life. Uh, so that's the best advice I've ever received. The best advice I've ever given is nobody is going to do for you what you can. And like what I mean by that is nobody is. I mean, besides Big Bro upstairs, shout out G.O.D., but I'm saying no one's getting you out your bed. Nobody's brushing your teeth. Nobody's making you eat. Nobody is telling you to get up and go to work if you have a job. Nobody is telling you to to not speak when you don't want to speak. Like, you are in control of you. Your biggest enemy is yourself. That's the best advice I've ever given to, to anybody. Your biggest enemy is yourself. When you say you can't do something or when you feel like you can't, there's only one person stopping you, and that's you. That's why I don't believe in in peer pressure. I believe people can 
be encouraged to do something. But I don't believe in peer pressure because at the end of the day, you are the one moving your body. Now, it's different if it is by force, you know, that, but that's a whole different conversation. But when it comes to anything you do, you are the one in control. Nobody made you do anything unless it was forceful by gunpoint, whatever. When you make a simple decision, there is nobody else doing it but you. Your biggest enemy is yourself. So that's the best piece of advice I've ever given. I remember when I said it, uh, I think I had like got like bits and pieces of it from somewhere and like put my spin on it. But I remember like when I said it, I was like, okay, we doing something. You feel me? Uh, next question is, how do you stay motivated through life in general, even when you're not feeling it? Um, okay, wow. That's actually crazy because I am having a really bad last couple of days. Okay. I didn't even think that would, that's so crazy how I decided to record today and I actually didn't even want to record today. So how you stay motivated through life in general when you're not feeling it? Um, this is coming from a pure example because currently I'm not feeling life. But uh, definitely my faith. I actually, before I started recording, uh, I was on a phone call with one with one of the big bros and uh he just started praying for me because he was like hey man what's up like because i wasn't you know i was saying you know he was telling me about stuff to pop out of it, and i was like nah i ain't trying you know i ain't even trying to go and stuff like that i just been having like a real 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 bad 48 you feel me and uh he just like completely was like okay what well, we praying right now like he did like there was no like like, like he asked me what was going on. And I, I kind of told him, but he's like, okay, we're going to pray right now. Give me, give me everything that, that you need prayer for right now. And we're going to go. And so, you know, I said encouragement, you know, I said peace, I said patience. And, uh, he just started praying and just praying and praying and praying. And it kind of, even though it didn't fully, fully lift my spirit, it really did because it was like my faith, like God is, God is there. He is hearing me, you know, whenever I'm struggling, whatever. And so I would say my faith um, in a more practical or, I guess, worldly worldly sense. Um, I think about everything that I want to get done and how it's not going to get done if I don't get it done. Like the whole your, yourself is your biggest enemy. Um, I say motivated because I know for a fact that the things I want to get done, they can only get done by me. Like no one else. I can't tell somebody else, hey, go do this for me for like the next 20, 30 years. Like, no, it has to be me. So I just think about everything I want to get done and also how much people have gotten me to the point I am now. Because you can't get nowhere without help. Like, everybody who's trying to do it on their own, get out of the mud, that's cool. But you had help at some point in time to get where you are. Like, whatever it is. Um, so that's how I say motivate. I, I, my faith, as well as thinking about everything I'm working towards and how, there's a lot that people have poured into me, and I don't want to let it go to waste. Next question is, what is your greatest fear in life? Um, I do not have one. Uh, that's literally it. I don't have one. Um, we have, next question is, how do you manage to stay positive in the midst of adversity? Um, it kind of goes back to the question before, the greatest fear one is, um, think about how far you've come. Like, you've come far. Why give up now? Like, simple and point. Why, like, why give up now? Um, 
Next question is who plus what motivates you? Um, a lot of people motivate me. Um, my parents. It's crazy. Like who or what motivates me? It's it's really. I actually have never. I actually have never really thought about it. Like I have people that I'm. You know. Wow. Okay. Who or what motivates you? I would definitely say my parents. Uh, yeah, I have to say say my parents. Like my parents really, really they motivate me. Um, and a what that motivates me is uh, definitely the want to to serve God in anything I do, and uh, to really just do everything I can to serve His purpose. Like that's that's what. And then you know, obviously you know a a. a Couple of choice people outside of my family, um, like real, like you, like real close to me. Like I'm like, yeah, I got, I gotta go hard for them. Um, what are your greatest accomplishments? Graduating at 20, <laughs> that is one of my greatest accomplishments. Is graduating college with a four year degree at 20 years old. Um, the experience is unreal, and. I mean, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of looks when I was, you know, uh, like towards like the end of senior year. Some people was like, "Hey, like, where you been like the last three years?" I'm like, "Oh no, I just got here." <laughs> like, uh, it it was different stuff. Like, people couldn't believe I was there. You know, it was just the astonishment when people ask me, "Oh, well, how old are you?" Like, "Oh, I'm 20," and they're like, "What?" Like, I'm yeah, I'm 20. And if my and if I was born before the school year started, I would be nineteen graduating. Like <laughs> I had to, you know, explain to people like everything I did. Because um, if anybody doesn't know, I was homeschooled uh, my whole life. And when I was sixteen, there was a program for homeschoolers down the street, oh, down the highway. You know how black people be down the street, really like fifteen minutes away. But, but you know. Down the highway, there was a, a program for homeschoolers, and we got to go and literally do college classes. Like, I was taking college classes when I was 16, and I was, you know, because everybody thought I was doing early college, middle college. No, I was just straight up taking college classes. Like, I was in I was in classrooms with people getting their, you know, their, their, uh, their certifications, or I was in, you know, classes with CNAs, or... You know, I was in classes with like full grown adults and or regular people going to the community college. Like I was I was not around no kids. Like my first my first class with like people I actually met my age at the community college in the early college program, like I had maybe like one or two classes. And it was it was like Spanish biology. Well I had it I my friend Erica, me and her were in an intro to music class. And that joint was, like, really good. Or was it Black No, it was Intro to Jazz. That's what it was. It was Intro to Jazz. And it was this, it was this white guy. And he was, like, when I tell you, he knew, he knew jazz front to back. Like, he was showing us something I never even knew about. Uh, but, yeah, I was literally just with a whole bunch of adults, for the most part, taking college classes and going home. And then when I got to uh, Winston in 2021, um, I pretty much trailblazed it. Uh, I did my first year taking, well, 
my advisor, she was low key playing with me. Shout out, shout out my advisor, but she was low. I kept telling like, yo, I can take 18 credits, but she had me on 15 for my first semester. I was okay, whatever. And then I took 18 my second semester and I killed it. And she was like, oh, well, I had no idea. It's like, okay, cool. But I told you I could do this. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so I did 33 credits my first year after bringing in, I think it was like 60, 62 or something. It was something around that number. Um, so I already had 95 credits my first year. And then I did summer school and I took a, I took a, I think it was nine credits in summer school or maybe it was six or, you know, it might've been somewhere around there. But so then I had literally, if I'm not mistaken, I think I had 19 left, had 19 credits left after being at school for, uh, less than a year. Like when you think about calendar year, like I was in school from August and then before next August rolled around, I had less than 20 credits to graduate. And then I took, you know, like I think I took like 15 or something like that, uh, you know, fall semester of 22 and then 23. I took up just a bunch of like other random like classes so I wouldn't like, you know, <laughs> have to stay off campus because you need 12 to live on campus. So I took like a whole bunch of different classes besides my two major classes I needed, uh, you know, to get that, you know, like the, the 12 credit, you know, just to be able to live on campus, keep scholarships, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, I graduated May 12th, 2023 in and out. And uh, I was, you know, it was, it was crazy because I was in school for, for like a year, a year and a half, like for real. But, um, it was is is that's one of my biggest accomplishments, is graduating at twenty years old. But that brings us to the end of all the questions. Uh, I appreciate everybody who sent a question in. I appreciate everybody who sent multiple questions in. Um, like seriously, I just love the participation. I appreciate all of it, and uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Remember to stay smooth. You know, stay encouraged. Stay whatever. Uh, just. Yeah, man, just be happy. Cause at the end of the day, I remember my uh when I my last job I worked at, my my boss told me that personal happiness is personal happiness is important and is the most important at any time in your life. So make sure you stay happy. <laughs>